0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein and Pergandy, and we are also the founders of Prop Swap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you Uh, this week. We will discuss our picks for the NFL season recap. The college football week one officially kicking off, but first we are going to start with a big trade in the NBA. The Cavs traded for superstar Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz. in uh, In return, the Jazz received Colin Sexton, Laurie Markkinen, Ochai Ajabi. I probably butchered that name. Three first round picks and two pick swaps. The Cavs were 120 to one to win the championship in August. Then, when rumors started to surface, odds dropped to 100 to one, and then after the trade, the Cavs are now down to 30 to one. So, a big move in the NBA futures market. Uh, f- we will first start with Luke. Who do you think was it? who won this trade? Was this a good trade for for the Cavs? Yeah, I mean,
1: before this trade, I would have been a buyer of 121. 121- Cavs futures like Darius Garland was amazing you know obviously Colin Sexton if he would have stayed with the team like he's super talented he of course was injured last year uh Markkinen was formidable of course Arizona guys we got to show a little bit of love to him but um you know I thought that was this team was solid and certainly to, to get 120 times my money um on a Cavs uh Cavs NBA finals ticket and assuming that you could obviously sell it on props off if they get down to 30 or 41 I'd like this team before that um, but Donovan Mitchell, obviously generational talent. Like if you have the opportunity to go get him, you do it. So, uh, you get to put Garland and him together on the same team. That's they're going to be a, a force.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the name you, you left out, which I think is probably the biggest name on, on the Cavs team is Evan Mobley. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was a rookie last year. He was the favorite to win rookie of the year for a, a predominant amount of the season. And then the Cavs started to slip at the, at the end of the season, uh, thanks, I think, in large part to Jared Allen, their center, getting hurt. And if it wasn't for that, I think the Cavs probably would have avoided that play-in game where they where they lost to the Nets. Um, but because because of Jared Allen's injury, because they started losing games, Evan Mobley ended up not winning the, the Rookie of the Year. But he seems to be uh, like like a generational talent uh, as, yeah. as well. Colin Sexton, solid player. He he put up numbers uh, in his first first couple seasons. Like you said, he got hurt, but. I almost think that this is uh, addition by subtraction because once Colin Sexton returned to the team, him and Garland would have been, I feel like, fighting for for ball time for for share. Sexton's going to come back being like, "Look, this was my team before I got hurt. It's going to be my team again." And I think it really kind of would have, you know, kind of put them on tilt almost. Uh, So you know, Colin Sexton, good player, um, but but I think getting rid of him actually almost kind of helps them because. It avoids uh, what could have been kind of a clashing, clashing of, 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 of the guards. Yeah. Um, and so, go yeah, ahead.
1: I, like, like we saw in Los Angeles with um, Westbrook and LeBron, like, that didn't really go well. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't be the first time where something like that's happened and uh, was to the detriment of, uh, of a team's record.
0: Yeah, and, and they're both young. They're both you know, going to be playing, you know, trying to play for for new contracts. And they're not exactly I – th- I feel like when you're older and more experienced, you, you, you have – you're wiser and you can be like, okay, actually, I think it's this person's team. You know, Dwayne Wade was able to say this is LeBron's team when, when LeBron came to the Heat because he was older and was like, look, like, I, I get it. Like, we, we won championships – but I realize LeBron is the, the better player, and if you have two young guards like that, I don't think that the that they necessarily have that uh, awareness. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think I think this is a great great trade for the Cavs. You know, these the the three first round picks that the Jazz got for them, they may not have been good picks. Um, you, you don't really want picks in the twenties; those aren't those aren't that valuable. So while on the surface three first round picks looks like a great thing. If if the Cavs that end up being good and and Don Mitchell's on a on a multi-year deal right now, so it's not like you know he may leave in a, in a couple of years, um, and, and he doesn't really seem like one of those superstars that's gonna you know ask for a trade halfway through the season. Uh, I'm not so sure those three first-round picks are gonna end up being uh, uh, very much. So uh, I agree with you. The Cavs are 120 to one. The exceed expectations last year. I think, like I said, they were hurt by the fact that Allen was out. Uh, and that's why the the slip towards the end of the season. So I think this is a great trade for the Cavs, uh, just even more depth in the East. Now I mean you've got the Celtics, the 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 Seventy Sixers, the Heat, the, obviously the Nets. You know you know the the the, the soap drama, the, the soap drama that that, that, that yeah. they are. Um, so I, I think this makes the Cavs a, a real contender. And honestly, thirty to one. Still, might be some value there. I, I I could see them I could see them playing really well and and being in that you know teens uh, range. You know, fifteen to one, eighteen to one type of type of odds as as the season progresses. Um, but you know, anytime we see moves like this and 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 shakeups in the odds like this, uh, you you better bet that. That prop swappers are are all on top of this. So one of our big customers uh, is named Zach Price. He's at Zach on Twitter. I, I don't mind sharing that he's a customer because he's been very public about it. I've I've been on his radio show. So so typically we don't we don't uh, give out the names of our customers. But Zach Price he tweeted a couple of days ago uh, photos of some of the bet slips that he got. Now granted he, he's a huge MBA head, but he's also from Ohio mm-hmm. originally, and he makes. Uh, no, uh, he does not cover up the fact that he is a a Cavs fan. So, uh, not so sure if if this was him uh, speculating on a trade or or just uh, being a, a fan of the Cavs. But he tweeted out some photos of bet slips. He got them at a hundred to one, right? The uh, one of those odds that we were talking about. He got the Cavs a hundred to one to win the championship. And so, if you if you were to assume a bet amount of a hundred dollars that ticket would now sell for three hundred and fifteen dollars that is a more than tripling of your bet amount and all that happened was was a trade uh and so i think that just kind of goes to show you uh that even when they're not playing you can still make money on on prop oh, swap yeah.
1: no when we were kicking around the idea for prop swap you know back in 2013 the, one of the straws that broke the camel's back i.e we started this business was lebron going back to cleveland and the odds went from you know it was like august and the odds went from a hundred to one to like five to one you know just with uh one player changing team so yes you can absolutely make money uh in the off season and uh you just got lucky and like this was a crazy free agents like i i Heard zero rumblings about Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland. Um, you know, we, we read Twitter a lot and we're, we're relatively well connected in the space and this kind of came out of nowhere. So kudos to Zach. And I'm sure other people who got a long number on Cleveland.
0: Yeah. I mean, it almost seemed like a foregone conclusion on Twitter that Mitchell was going to get traded to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Knicks wanted him, the they're desperate for a superstar and it just really kind of seemed like, okay, what's going to be the trade package. And then for whatever reason, they could come to an agreement, and and the Cavs and the Cavs uh, swooped in. Uh, the other thing I'll I'll mention is that in terms of these types of trades, I'll, I'll reference the the Deshaun Watson to trade to the Browns. These are the types of things that you can actually beat the bookmakers on. It's it is a race. It's an information uh, race to, to see you you know who, who, who can get faster. Uh, so if you've got like you know tweet notifications turned on for for some of these insiders, and you see that. You know, Don Mitchell trade to the Cavs. You may be able to hop on some of these good numbers before the bookmakers can, because you know, I, I remember the the Deshaun Watson thing. I'm pretty sure that broke like during March Madness. I remember there it was there was some there was some big event going on, and uh, Schefter tweeted tweeted the trade, and they probably took about five to seven minutes to to either take down the futures odds or move them, and so uh, that's something where. Uh it's not you, you know, you're you can always be at, at an advantage against the bookmakers if you've got the information uh coming quicker and, and you can hop yeah. on it.
1: No, it's a good point. You know, you're you're not gonna be able to beat a bookmaker during the games or in like an NFL game, like oh, like you know, the Eagles are beating the Cowboys and you can go grab Eagles futures, like that's you're not gonna be able to beat a bookmaker doing that, but you can do it with off season acquisitions and off season trades. So agreed.
0: Yeah. Um, and not only can you be bookmakers, but you can you can hop on PropSwap and, and find great value when these things happen. So when that trade news broke, PropSwappers went straight to the website and they were actually able to get calves. We sold multiple uh calves championship futures at fifty to one, right? So as I mentioned, the calves now thirty to one after the dust settled, but there was tickets at at great value uh, on PropSwap. Again, and it was a combination of of people Popping the books at a hundred to one, and then they didn't really know what the calves were going to be when the dust settled, so the sellers are really kind of setting the market there and and so we had multiple sellers who who popped the books at a hundred to one and then immediately came to prop to double their money right can't complain with that you' literally doubling your money in minutes because you go bet at the book, put it up for sale on prop swap uh double the you know listed for a sale price that's double the bet amount and then that equaled 50 to 1 for, for buyers and then you know the next day when the dust settled the odds came out at 30 to 1 so sellers doubling their money buyers getting way better than, than the book it's, it, was, it was a win-win yeah. for everyone Uh, So, you know, big, big trade for the NBA. That's probably going to be the last piece in terms of free agency and and trades that we'll see before the season starts. But again, in the NBA, you you never know. There's always an unhappy superstar uh, and you you really just don't know uh, when when news is going to break. So always kind of keep your eyes peeled, peeled for that. Uh, We will move on to to college football. Uh, week one officially in the books. Uh, it was an exciting Saturday, uh, but I'll tell you what wasn't that exciting was the the Georgia Oregon game. Uh, Georgia absolutely steamrolled Oregon, and so Luke, I'll, I'll ask you: Is Georgia that good, or is Oregon that bad? Yeah,
1: no one has to preach to me on the SEC dominating the Pac-12 like I just completely would if you give me you know sec juggernaut versus pac 12 team like i'll take the sec 10 times out of 10 so uh georgia looked equally as good as their national championship run last year and um yeah oregon just did absolutely nothing oregon couldn't even score a touchdown i mean that's like georgia's defense is good but only hang three points that's just embarrassing
0: yeah uh and Funny, you know, a, a lot of the talk in the offseason has been about transferring transfer portals, getting new players, right? USC gets Caleb Williams in the transfer portal, the, the wide receiver from Pittsburgh as well. But Georgia, they don't need the transfer portal. They just reload. Right? Just, it's just recruits. Uh, and so they've got this tight end, uh, Darnell Washington, who looks like an absolute linebacker. I believe he was hurt last year or redshirt last year. I, I, I forget. But uh, he's, he's going to be new uh, on your TV screen, and you cannot miss him. He, I mean, he looks like a, like a man amongst, uh, amongst boys uh, on that game. Uh, the, the other thing I'll, I'll mention, uh, my boy Stetson Bennett, if you listened to last week's episode uh, during uh, stake or Swap, I said I wanted to stake Stetson Bennett to win the Heisman Trophy at 100-1. to Well, guess what? He showed out. Uh, not only did he have some passing touchdowns, he actually had some running touchdowns as well, threw for 368 yards uh, through the air, 25, a 31 passing, and after one game, he is now down to 25 to 1. So if you, if you took my advice, uh, kudos to you because now you can quadruple your money, right? 100 to one odds, now down to 25 to 1, That is a 4x increase just after one game. And honestly, I mean, I would, as we always say, go for two, right? So uh, make multiple tickets. I, but sometimes I, I'll i make more. Right? I'll make three or four bets. So if I had four different 100-to-1 Stetson Bennett tickets, I'm selling one right now for 25-to-1. That's going to now cover my cost on, on, on that original bet amount, right? So if I made four $25 tickets, I'm going to sell one for 100. I am now free rolling three different tickets, right? And then I'll probably sell as the season progresses and then and then maybe hang on to one in case uh he, he gets invited to new york but just had to uh give myself yeah. a path back for for, for, for yeah that one.
1: no it's that's exactly what you need i mean 370 yards is is incredible for a guy that like, like we talked about was even by georgia fans they weren't obsessed with them last season so i mean excellent start and like you said if you can flip one of your bets for 4x already like how many, you know, that's like hitting a four a plus 400 money line bet. Like that's, that almost never comes in. Um, so to be able to hit a four to one, you know, money line in one week is, is incredible.
0: Yeah. 49 to three, the, uh the, the final score of, uh, of, of that game. Um, but so while Georgia impressed the, uh, one of the other favorites uh, Ohio state, uh, the one but struggled in in the win um, the the eked out a win against Notre Dame uh, but did not cover the spread and while their championship odds remain unchanged uh, I think people odds makers probably think look like they're whether they win ugly or, or win pretty it's a win is a win and and they're still the the predominant favorite to to come out of the big ten uh, still loaded with talent so their their championship odds remain unchanged but C.J. Stroud, the quarterback, he entered the season as an uh, uh, overwhelming favorite to, to win the Heisman Trophy, but he did not look uh, impressive in the game. and so his odds have now dropped from two to one to, to four to one. So uh, obviously we talked about Heisman last week. Are you buying CJ Stroud a four to one or would you buy hold off after that performance?
1: Um, I still think like just after one game, like you said, they still beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame, you know, their defense will tend to show up and in, uh, you know, some non non CFP games, (laughs) I'll say. Um, But I would still be a buyer. I mean, he's he's incredible. It's Ohio State will, I'm sure, come out of the Big Ten. So good quarterback. Good football team you know we imagine they'll probably go undefeated, maybe one loss so uh i would i would re-up i would be a buyer at four to one still not not a huge part of my bankroll but i'd still be a buyer
0: yeah no um if, if you think that you know just game one jitters Notre Dame better than, than people think. Uh, four to one could actually be great value. Uh, because I think we saw last year that the, the kid is extremely talented. He he passes, he runs, and so you know, for all we know, four to one might be the, the best number you're gonna see all season. Next week they played Arkansas State, then they played Toledo. Uh, and then September twenty-fourth they play Wisconsin, which obviously has a, a, a good a good defense. But if if they play them at home and and that, that game's on prime time and, and CJ Stroud kinda cuts up a, a, a Wisconsin defense, then then you may uh you know, then those odds could be bet right back down to two to one in, in, in no time. Um so yeah, so on one hand Georgia uh out the these shined out. And then Ohio State, we we will see. Uh, But there was definitely more of a struggle than than people had expected. Uh, And um, yeah, I mean, once we get into conference play, I think I think things will uh, start to shake out. So uh, yeah, college football, uh, week one in the books, exciting Saturday. Um, But now it is time to start looking at the big daddy, the NFL kickoff this Thursday, bills at Rams. Uh, And uh, we we waited a long time for this Uh, on a scale of one to 10. What's what's your excitement level for uh, for the NFL season? Thursday
1: night football in Los Angeles after uh, Super Bowl, you know, the Super Bowl was won in their home stadium. We get to see Buffalo, who's now uh, the Super Bowl favorite this year, have to go into Los Angeles and we get to see Josh Allen versus Matthew Stafford. Like, yeah, sign me right up.
0: So we'll we'll get to stake and a swap stake or swap in a second but just out of curiosity where do you stand on on Buffalo being being the favorite cuz yeah I think I think people are starting to kind of just crown Buffalo you know they should have beaten the Chiefs in the playoffs and I and I feel like everyone's just saying you know just counting that as a win and expecting that this team is going to keep taking the leaps that they have for the past couple of years but at the same time, we really still haven't seen it. It's, it's still Buffalo. The, the, you know, they haven't even, you know, made it to the Super uh, in, in, in quite some time. So are you, are you kind of, are you buying the Buffalo hype or or are you selling it? I just,
1: they've all, their running game has always concerned me, lack thereof. Um, I just, I can't get past that. And obviously we all saw the game where, you know, Kansas city comes back in 13 seconds and scores, one of the quickest, you know, drives in NFL playoff history. So they were close. I'm not saying this team is bad by any stretch of the imagination. But I think the hype is a little bit overzealous on this team. I just still am am concerned with their inability to run the ball consistently. Um, And, you know, not a huge, um, you know, not an amazingly talented number two receiver. Um, You know, what's his name? Gabe Davis, I think is their uh their number 2 Stefan Diggs is obviously incredible. Um but yeah, just their their lack of rushing attack is is still concerning. So I would not I would not back the Bills at you know, I've seen them at like 4 to 1. Like I just in a 17, you know, game season now 18 weeks, like I just I don't see that. I don't like that number. And if you gave me double digits on Buffalo, that would be more intriguing, but 4 to 1 or 5 to 1 I feel like is too low.
0: Yeah. Um, agreed on, on the running game, and I, I almost think that the strategy should be to run it less and just put the ball in Josh Allen's hand. Like They, they should be throwing it way more than, than they did last year, and uh, just... I... The way that the NFL works now, you can you can win games just by by throwing it forty fifty times a game and and letting him scramble and, and make plays. So, uh, if I were Sean McDermott, I would. And obviously, I think a, a big thing. Uh, some people are talking about it, but they lose their offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. He is now the head coach uh, for mm-hmm. the Giants. Uh, it remain. You know, Sean McDermott's a defensive coach. He, he, Sean McDermott was not the 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 you know the genius. Uh, uh you know quarterbacking the or I should say you know coordinating the 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 bills Mm -hmm. often so it kind of remains to be seen um if if Brian losing Brian Dable is going to have a a significant impact but uh if I'm Sean McDermott and the new OC I'm I'm putting the ball in Josh Allen's hands even more than last year and and letting him just throw it 50 times a game
1: yeah they just um that's that's a great point about dabble leaving obviously and so yeah, they were they were six and rushing. Eagles had 160 yards per game. Buffalo only had 129 yards per game. So I just feel like they need to improve that. And um, yeah, I'm not I'm not buying them just yet. But they might they might win on on Thursday night. Um, they're they're obviously favored by two and a half. So um, but you're going into the <laughs> Super Bowl defending champ Rams stadium. So it will be a fun game.
0: Yeah. And so now it is time for our weekly segment, Stake or Swap? The first team we'll be talking about is uh, out west, the Arizona Cardinals. Luke, are you staking or swapping the Arizona Cardinals?
1: I am staking the Arizona Cardinals. um, I think 40 to 1. Uh, On them to win the Super Bowl, which can be found at DraftKings, is a great price. Uh, They are 30 to 1 at FanDuel. So, I mean, I could stop there and just say for a team that, you know, was as talented as they were last year to get 40 to 1 on Book A and then 30 to 1 at FanDuel, like I could stop there and just say 40 to 1 is a buy. And you can, of course, tell that on PropSwap at new odds of 31 to 1. Um, and make, you know, twenty-five percent on your money right now. So without even starting the season, you could do that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, last season they were seven and one to start, you know, through the first half, they were a seven and one football team. They beat San Francisco twice. They beat the Rams in LA thirty-seven to twenty, like handedly beat the Super Bowl winning Rams, beat Cleveland in Cleveland by almost twenty points. Um so they were a good team last year. Obviously had a bad Um, stretch to finish the season and we all know how the the opening uh playoff game went where they got destroyed by the rams but of course we know how that uh season ended for los angeles so it's really good team you know key addition is hollywood brown from the ravens um they do lose chandler jones who went to the las vegas raiders so a little bit of a downgrade on the front seven there from jones going to the des to another desert in las vegas but um yeah, I, I think they're a solid team. The only knock I have is that they open against the Chiefs. So um, you might be able to get a better number if you wait till next week. Um, you know, if they they'll, if they lose to Kansas City, um, you know, they are. I imagine they're like a six point only four. So they're a four point dog. Um, it is in Arizona. So four point dog to Kansas City. You might be able to get a better number next week. Maybe you get 45 to one, 44 to one if they do lose one of you know their 17 game season this year so um yeah value there i think um they beat the niners twice last year so for the niners if you look at the division a lot the niners are around plus 150 to win the division but the um cardinals are four to one and the cardinals beat san francisco twice last year so um obviously not having hopkins for the first six games hurts he's in my opinion the best receiver in the nfl um So that will sting. But yeah, Hollywood Brown, is he as good as as Hop? Of course not. But he's a step in that direction. Zach Zach Ertz had a really good year last year. Um, I think he can do it again if he stays healthy. Um, And then, you know, Kyler's Kyler. So super athletic kid. Obviously, his whole contract drama with, like, the video game reference, it seeming like, was a very weird situation. But he's incredibly talented, and I think they'll have a, a solid season this year.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that in a second. I am I am swapping the the Cardinals hard. Um, I so like you mentioned the 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 video game clause in his new contract. They don't put that in unless it's a problem. Okay, yeah. it's not a just a let's be careful, just in case. They purposely put that in the contract because the dude plays a ton of video games and is clearly not studying enough. And look, he's a, he's a crazy athlete, right? I mean, he could have gone pro in, in baseball. So he's obviously a sick athlete. And my guess is is that he just relies a lot on his athletic ability and is not you know, eating film, uh, you know, uh, every every day and night, like, you know, a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers pro- probably is just, you know, sleeping in the film room. And uh, that's, a, that's a problem. I mean, that's a problem because the league is going to, you know, is, is going to keep adjusting to him and they're going to, you know, they're going to watch his film. And so if he's not, if he has to be, uh, you know, uh, written into into his contract to study four hours a week, I mean, that's, that's probably a, a bad sign. But look, I, there's no doubting his – his talent and level of ability. But here's the other thing, though. It's obviously everyone knows he's a small guy. And so, as you mentioned, he got out to a real good start, right? Seven mm-hmm. uh, uh, to one to start the season. But then he got hurt. And because I think he's a small guy, his injuries linger more, right? So, all these quarterbacks get banged up. But I feel like if you're a bigger guy, then you'll recover faster but i think these injuries that he has the the linger three four five weeks and you know it gets re-injured and so just the the injury probability with him is just is just too too nerve-wracking and you know it's not like they have a a, a decent backup quarterback their their backup is colt mccoy i i would not uh bank on him to uh come in and you know he, he's always good for a an upset you know, it's, it's the games you don't expect him to win that maybe he'll he'll spring a he'll cover a spread for you but um the the injury thing I think is a problem. Uh, not sold on Cliff Kingsbury being a uh, a, a stud head coach. Um, and then the other thing too, um, I, I don't know if you mentioned this, but uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins he's out sure. the first six games uh, for 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 PED. So uh, without him, they're going to be relying, like you said, on Hollywood Brown, uh, Rondell Moore, uh, who had a, a pretty good rookie mm-hmm. season last year out of Purdue. Uh, but without without DeAndre Hopkins for for six weeks, uh, he Murray's gonna be you know running around scrambling so uh I I do not have confidence in them that's a tough division like you said the the 49ers uh and and, and the Rams uh in there Seahawks I'm I'm you know I'm I don't think they're gonna to make too much too much noise there but uh, I am I am swapping the Arizona Cardinals well,
1: uh Dr. Epstein coming with facts on tall versus Schroeder athletes today who knew
0: yeah yeah uh, listen height, height matters um <laughs> And then finally, the second team we're gonna talk about is the Philadelphia Eagles. Stake or swap the Eagles? I am staking the Eagles. 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, uh, plus 135 to, to win the NFC East. That number has actually shrunk. Uh, you could have gotten closer to 2 to 1 a couple weeks ago, but money has been coming in uh, on the Eagles. Uh, other props I would maybe wanna look at, this is av- available at FanDuel. Ten to one to be the number one seed in the NFC and sixteen to one to have the best regular season record. I think I like the one seed in the NFC more than than the than mm-hmm. the the sixteen to one uh, best regular season record. I think the AFC is is more loaded uh, than the NFC, so I could see them being the one seed in the NFC at ten to one, but not having the the best record. Um, but twenty five to one to win the Super Bowl. Look the made moves this offseason obviously everyone knows about the the draft day trade they made for the titans wide receiver aj brown that's going to be the best receiver that the eagles have had in years couple that with uh Devontae smith who i think uh had a good rookie season but i think he's he's poised for, for more of a breakout i think you need a guy like aj brown to take away the you know t- to take away attention from from smith mm-hmm. right the the opposing team's best cornerback is going to be on A.J. Brown. I think that's going to open it up for for, for Devontae Smith. Uh, and then last year, they had a, a terrible uh, sack percentage, one of the worst in the NFL, and they did a great job of adding to that defense. They signed linebacker uh, Hassan uh, yeah. Reddick, and then the drafted uh, stud out of Georgia, defensive tackle Jordan Davis, who uh, by all reports in, in the preseason and training camp, he looks to be uh, – a stud, just uh, build, uh, just everything he, he was built to be, uh, and so the the improve the offense. I think Jalen Hurts could could take another step forward uh, uh, coming into this year. Uh, improve the defense, and then the last thing I'll say is they have a great uh, schedule to, mm-hmm. to start the season. I'm just going to rattle off uh, who, who they're playing to start the season. They are uh, at the Lions, home for the Vikings, at the Commanders, uh, home for Jacksonville. At the Cardinals, who I just talked about, uh, not not a huge fan of, home for Dallas, home for the Steelers, you know who, who now have have Trubisky uh, at the Texans, and then home again uh, for, for for the Commanders. So uh, I think a really you know you talk about the first nine games of the season, I could see them being six and three easily, uh, maybe even seven and two those 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 first nine nine games of the season. So I am staking the Eagles. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah. For those who haven't listened to this podcast, uh, I used to live in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and living out there, that is uh, Eagles country. Southern New Jersey is Eagles country. Northern New Jersey is um, Giants and Jets. So I uh, actually uh, have a friend who is Lane Johnson's trainer, the uh, all-pro uh, right tackle for the Eagles. He is also Jalen Hurts' trainer. Um, so we talk constantly about prospects for this season and you know what the Eagles are going to try and do. But... Um, Number one, they are going to run the football. This team is going to pound it down your throat. Um, They do not want Jalen to be forced to throw their team into success. They want to open up the passing lanes by running the football. Um, So I've tried to tell as many people as I can grab Miles Sanders and your fantasy rosters because he is going to get the rock a lot. Um, So. You know, A.J. Brown, obviously, super stud. So A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts are actually boys. I'm sure that factored into um, Howie Roseman, the Eagles GM, going after A.J. Brown. I'm sure Jalen was um, at least made that aware to Howie that, you know, they have a relationship. Um, So, you know, their offensive line is in a top three no argument the eagles offensive line it's you know kansas city has a really good old line so does cleveland um but it's pretty much those three teams are are far and away the best offensive line so um they'll have success on the ground i think that will open up passing lanes for jalen like it was jalen's first full season last year like um let's let's relax in our our judgment but uh, does he need to become a better passer this season absolutely yes um and i think you know Nick Sirianni and and the, who's the head coach there and Shane Steichen are are working on opening up passing lanes for him. So uh, yeah, like excellent offensive line. I think Miles Sanders will have a good year. I think Jalen Hurts will have a good year. He's going to get a ton of rushing touchdowns. So uh, agreed. I would also stake the Eagles. You know uh, the division is is very light. Like the Giants are, I think, are going to suck again. Um, the Commanders, you could, you're going to have to go against Carson Wentz, of course, the former Eagle. Uh, they're twice a year, but they're still not that. Um, you know, not ready to be an elite team. And then Dallas, without Amari Cooper, um, Zeke Elliott seems to forgot how have forgotten how to play football. Like what is going on in Dallas with him? So not a super difficult division,
0: and 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 their and they're starting left tackle uh, is is out for the season as well in uh, yep. Dallas.
1: Yep. So, um, yeah, it's it's shaping up to be a a solid season for Philadelphia, and I agree. I I would also stake the Eagles.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we didn't even talk about the, the rest of that division. Like I said, uh, you know, Cowboys, left tackles out. These seem to be trending in the wrong direction. I have zero faith in, in Mike McCarthy. Uh, and then the, the Giants and the Commanders, uh, I think, will be fighting for, for last place in, in that division. They're, they're kind of both dumpster fires. Uh, commanders have... Zero home field advantage. That that stadiums a dump, uh, and all indications in New York look like Danny Dimes is is not uh, the the long term answer there. And uh, as we mentioned, that, you know the new coach Brian Dable, I could easily see him next offseason being like, look, I I need a different QB in yeah. here. So. Uh, I think it'll be a, a two-team race uh, for the division between the Eagles and the Cowboys, and um, I think the Eagles are, are ready to take that next step. And like I said, I I would not only would take them to win the Super Bowl, I would take them to definitely take them to win the division uh, at plus one thirty-five, and then I would sprinkle a little bit uh, uh, at ten to one to be the the number one seed in the in the NFC. I think the NFC is going to be wide open. Um, I eventually Tom Brady is going to have to take a step back <laughs> uh, eventually. You get poor, uh, so Packers. You know. Yeah, I know, uh, it's, but, but one year I will, I will, I'll keep saying it yeah. and then, and then there will be a year It'll where, uh, right where, 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, uh bro clocks, right. Tw- uh, twice okay. a day. Um, and then, you know, so, I mean, really you're just kind of competing with, with the teams out uh, West obviously you got the Packers, but without Devontae Adams, I'm, I'm not so sure what they're going to do. So, uh, I think, I think there is a, a decent chance that the Eagles could be the, the, the one fighting for the one seed in the NFC. So, uh, there you have it. Uh, Luke is staking the Cardinals. Ian is swapping the Cardinals. And then uh, we, we, we both like the, the Eagles uh, to, to make some some, some noise. So uh, that will do it for this week of uh, edition of the Prop Swap Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and we will talk to you next week.